know several that Brother Ulrich is here tonight that were their first time back, and we still have some that haven't felt comfortable coming back yet, and I understand that as well. Uh, so we're not doing anything we can to pressure or to try to force. Uh, you have to uh, be prayerful and be understand and feel uh, um, where you are and let the Lord, you know, the Bible says one thing about <clears throat> work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and I'm not saying this is part of your salvation but it is part of your health uh, and uh, if you are immunocompromised or whatever and you feel like I don't feel comfortable, we, we realize that and so we're glad though for those that are here. It's more fun preaching to people than puppets, I will say that so thank you for coming I did preach to puppets for several weeks and they did not respond nearly as well um, I guess and uh, so hallelujah but we are thankful I appreciate all the fathers all of the individuals that were here today and I know we had several that were uh, gone and visiting and with their fathers and several <coughs> that were um, there uh, tonight that are still uh, visiting with uh, parents and um, we have all of those things going on. Uh, I do know that this coming Saturday, I failed to mention this morning, um, is a shower for Sister Jessica and Brother Carter. Uh, that will be from 1 to 4, I believe. Is that correct? And it's sort of a drive-by, come and go. Uh, they're going to have it there, and um, you're welcome to come by Saturday. It's going to be in the fireplace room. Is that right? And um, is that right? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, they're, the reason they are doing these showers longer times or graduation parties longer times is to allow folks to be able to come and then not be at a crowd. You know, if people then come a little later and, you know, some will come at one and some will come at two and some will come at three and, and that way it kind of gives everybody a, a comfort level of being able to come and be and go and, and we understand that. So <clears throat> we're doing our best to try to follow as much as we can and, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, of course, we prayed this afternoon for Brother Mick, but it was sad to me that, you know, he was waiting to go eat and had to stand out in the heat and, and some of that impact him, that he would pass out. That's the last thing that we want, which is why we have the balcony open and the prayer room open, you know, in case people do want to come. You're welcome to come, and uh, if you want to get a little separation, you can. And, and we had folks in the balcony this morning, and uh, <clears throat> so we're trying to work with all of that. Keep us in your prayers. I promise uh, that it is um, sometimes not easy to navigate all of that. I know when we went to Belpre last Sunday, um, and I appreciate all of those that spoke here and, and did well, but um, they were, you know, difficulty dismissing, and they would let some go and tell them not to greet one another and all of those kinds of things. But um, we, we do appreciate 
uh, <coughs> all of you being here, and uh, I know uh, it is one of those situations that, uh, you know, uh, if you have a wonderful idea or you know the secret to the vaccine, let us know. And we'll be glad to share it with the world <coughs> for a little price. But anyway, hallelujah. <coughs> you know, just uh, for the building fund's sake. So hallelujah. We're, we're glad that you're here. Today, of course, Father's Day. And I mentioned this morning, told you the story about uh, <coughs> the Kruger uh, National Park and uh, Palanisburg National Park and the moving of some of the elephants and what they ran into and the kind of leaving uh, adolescent male elephants run amok, if you will, and uh, how important uh, the lead or the elephants were and are. And I, as I mentioned this morning, I do uh, really appreciate uh, not only biological uh, fathers, but fathers that are in the Lord and spiritual fathers. And I know, uh, <coughs> you know, it becomes uh, important to recognize, and, and many of you have been very kind and, and uh, you know, will have wished me a happy Father's Day and those kinds of things. And I, I know sometimes in that role of a leader, you become like a spiritual father. And I, I wish that um, we could, and that's why we, you know, we say the family of God and we talk about it as being family. And Paul <coughs> mentioned in Philippians that there was a young man uh, by the name of Timothy or Timotheus is the second chapter and he said to him uh, as a son with the father he hath served me in the gospel so consequently Paul looked at Timothy as his son in the gospel or as someone that he had mentored or he was uh, connected to. Maybe I don't know to what extent uh, that uh, they were involved, uh, but I know that he was his son in the gospel. And of course, he wrote two letters to Timothy. And the second letter, we probably quoted more than any other uh, scriptures during this COVID that we talked about when he addressed Timothy and said, God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Because the unknown, and it's still unknown. I, I wish I could tell you that uh, the scientists know or the doctors know or whatever, but it is unknown. And they will come out with a statement that, well, it's, uh, you know, um, that the protests, uh, all that uh, did not spread COVID at all. And yet, if you go uh, to church and sing, that could spread COVID. Uh, and, you know, uh, then they say, well, it's not actually carried in the spit. Uh, keeping a mask on, it can be uh, just in the air or whatever. I, and I'm like, I read and I, and people send me something and I read another thing and I'm more confused than ever before. 
And I, maybe I'm the only one, but I'm just looking at it going, I don't know, you know, do you? Uh, and, and, and Brother Hunt, who was in Belpre, called because in West Virginia, uh, the school there, they said, well, we're going to start back to school, but if any of our students have been to the beach or have been to an amusement park, then we're going to quarantine them for 14 days. And I'm like, well, then is the beach and the amusement parks the only place you can catch it? Well, well, we'll stay away from it, you know? I don't know. It just, it's like some of it makes no sense when you, when you listen to it and you hear people talk about it and you wonder, okay, you know, I, I'm going to do this. And I, that's why I say I, it's almost like you're going to have to figure out what you're comfortable with and where you want to be trying not to be foolish and, and do what you can because uh, I'm not sure anybody has all the answers right now. And yet Paul wrote to Timothy as you know a father who although Timothy was pastoring a church he wrote to him and gave him some wonderful advice and I, I know I'm not going to go to the second book of Timothy where he talks about stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost and all those wonderful verses but in the first book of Timothy as I was reading it I, I found that Paul also gave Timothy some very good advice even in the first book of Timothy the first chapter and I could almost preach on the whole book of Timothy and I, I know I, 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 our time does not permit that and I don't know uh, but there's amazing things if you'll read it uh, first Timothy the first chapter he says thanking God I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who's enabled me for he hath counted me faithful putting me into the ministry so Paul is talking about his uh, the, how good God's been to him and then he says these things I before was a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. He goes on in those verses and, and he says, and he says it like this. He says, How be it for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the King, eternally, mortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now the reason I read that to you is because that's how he started addressing Timothy. His son put that in quotes in the gospel. He wasn't really related to him. But he, he literally talks about his mistakes and his failures and what he's done that's wrong and then talked about the mercy of God and the grace of God. And here we are on Father's Day and that's how he started. It, you know, it's not easy sometimes to do that. It's easier sometimes to say, okay, kids, you did this and you did that and you're wrong and that's wrong and that's bad. And you need to get your act together about this. And I uh, one time uh, began to realize that I 
probably was being a little bit like that and as a dad and I so I thought well I'm gonna write out what I'm gonna say and and I then I'm gonna make sure that I say good things and then I correct this bad behavior and so before I do it so I wrote it out and I looked and I had about one sentence of good things and then a whole page and a half and that was just volume one you know not the appendix of what I wanted to correct and so uh, I said well let me see I'm gonna have to adjust that a little bit and I'm gonna have to say something good and I'm gonna have to uh, be you know because the Lord is good and 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 uh, blessed us with uh, with wonderful children that love the Lord and doing their best and all those things and yet if you're not careful and yet Paul you know he calls himself a chief sinner he calls himself injurious and blasphemous and yet if you really Really read uh, in other places Paul was not what I would call a bad guy I mean I know he persecuted the church but he did it believing it was right in fact when he talks about himself in Acts the 22nd chapter he talks about studying at the feet of Gamaliel and was taught in the perfect manner of the law of the fathers and was zealous toward God Paul had a real desire to please God he was not you know a raging alcoholic that abused and beat up and slapped and kicked and did horrible things Paul was a guy that was zealous toward God before he all of a sudden was, you know, saw the light. Both that's, that's pretty literal too with him seeing the light on the road to Damascus. In fact, in the book of Philippians, and go back into the book that we read, if you would go to the third chapter, he, he even said, not braggadociously, but he said, touching the righteousness which is in the law, I've been blameless. Now, that's a pretty tough statement. I mean, if you want to, you know, say, have you been blameless from the the law, the Ten Commandments, but not only just the Ten Commandments, but all the laws of, of giving and not, you know, you go through all the 633 laws. Can I say, and I fall short of that, I couldn't say, I couldn't write in, in the book that I was blameless of the law. I would have to say, oh, well, I violated those. Oh, you know, I didn't kill anybody yet. Of course, Jesus made them tougher when he said, you know, if you get mad at somebody, it's, ah, you know, that's even a whole new level of dimension, you know, of, of uh, keeping the law. And yet we understand what Paul was trying to show Timothy was. Timothy, I am a sinner. I have not, I needed the grace and mercy of Almighty God. That he, John wrote in his book that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth, grace and truth, being real, being honest, being, you know, transparent. I know sometimes it's so hard to be honest about, well, 
well, I, you know, I'm, I'm upset. I was a little stressed today. I, I, in, in fact, uh, Brother Dan Edwards was talking to me this morning and said he had mentioned that well, he saw, uh, I think it was uh, Brother Mark Edge years ago when he first came into church, apologized to his son who was two years old at the time. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have yelled at you that way. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's an important trait to be able to be able to say here it is the truth that I'm going to tell you about me I'm not going to just be well it's all you and you need to do this and you need to do that when John said that grace and truth came by Jesus I'm thankful for the mercy I'm thankful for the grace of God and what's important is that as a father, we communicate as, a, as, a, as an individual, the living for God, that we communicate, whether it's with backsliders or whomever. Hey, it's not that we're perfect, but we know how to, you know, a righteous man may fall, but it gets up again. We're going to do our best to keep living for God, to keep praying, to keep being in the altar, to keep having the grace and mercy flow through us. Doesn't mean that you can't have a boundary. It doesn't mean you don't need to work on whatever the issues are that the enemy's trying to destroy you or bind you with. That's why David wrote in the Old Testament, mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. That was prophetic. When we are truthful about our need for God... Truth springs out of the earth, then righteousness drops out of heaven. Oh, isn't that awesome? That we can, that we can feel, you know, and, and, and we all know we're not perfect, and yet we try to pretend that we are. Well, if you wouldn't have yelled at me, I wouldn't have yelled at you. If you wouldn't have been angry, if you wouldn't have said that, and if you wouldn't have done that, and I, I'm easy to make excuses. But you know what, in this hour, and I, I'm, God help us just to say, be honest, say, Lord, help me to just be real, help me to be honest, help me to be, you know, why? Because he said, there's something about whenever you feel the righteousness, then comes a wave of peace. You can feel at peace, and right now there is hardly any peace in the world. People are, men's hearts are, are failing them for fear. There is no peace. I mean, you know, you, you go to uh, the doctor and, and they take your temperature before you get in. I, I'm just curious if you have a temperature, what they do. I've not had to go, but I mean, I'm like, what if you went and you had a temperature? Are they going to leave you outside then? I don't know what they do. I, I, you know, thank the Lord. Maybe you all know, you can tell me. I don't know. It, it's just crazy. There is no peace. <clears throat> I mean, they, you know, I'm, I'm constantly going, can I smell? Can I still smell something? <laughs> Oh Lord, I have I can't smell. I'm dying. I'm If you're not careful. You understand? Oh, I had a pain. Oh, I had an ache. There, there is you can that's why 
For he is our peace who hath made both one, broken down the middle wall of partition between us. In John, Jesus said, My peace I give you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house are many mansions. What are you saying? I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the next six months will hold. I don't know what's going to take place. I don't know, but I do know that there can be a peace that comes. Why? Because I'm honest. Lord, here I am. I need your spirit. I need your touch. I need you to heal. I need you to touch. And then I feel the righteousness of God and the cleansing of God. And I feel at peace. I don't have to fake my way and just say, well, I don't care. I'm just going to pretend. So he, he starts off in this first chapter by, by being real with Timothy and he calls himself a chief sinner. And then he talks about the mercy and grace of God. And he's giving Timothy an example of Timothy. If you'll stay real, you'll be able to feel the grace and mercy of God. The reason sometimes folks, you know, can't feel the grace and mercy of God is because they won't be honest about what all they're doing. You know, in this hour, we just got to be real. And he goes on in the second chapter, and I, I, I know, my time's up. This is my last slide. But it says it like this. I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, here's the next thing he tells Timothy. He says, Timothy, be real. Stay full of the grace and mercy of God. And then the second thing he really tells Timothy in his letter is, I need you to pray, 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 pray. I need prayers, supplications. You can look up those words. My wife's. She likes to amplify and then she reads all those words. But I didn't, I didn't do it. I apologize. But I'm going to just tell you. I don't know. Some supplications, <laughs> prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks. That's four kinds of conversation. That's a lot of talking. <laughs> I mean, Lord, I need you. Well, I don't really need him today. Well, I better pray like that. I need him because I need him every day. Amen. <laughs> oh, I don't have very much to be thankful. I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm still on this side of the earth. <laughs> above, still above ground. Prayers, giving of thanks, intercession. Who have I been praying for? Oh, I got all the problems in the world I need. I don't have anybody to pray for. Oh, God, lay somebody on your heart. I, we're going to get a list so you can keep it in your billfold and pill it out. You need to intercede for somebody else sometimes. You know, it's easy to get caught up in my, me and my and I and my no and I don't know why, God. Oh, it's hard. Oh. Pray for somebody else. Why? Because you've got to get your mind off of you sometimes. In the midst of all of this. I know. Everybody's, I get it. Then he said, pray for all men. Then pray for kings. I don't like all the kings. I wish there was a different king. I wish there was a different, somebody in authority. Pray for all of those in authority. Well, I don't like, 
all of the people in authority. I don't like all the cops. I don't like all the kings. I don't like all... Pray for him anyway, said Timothy. Paul told Timothy as a dad. Say, well, they, they aren't nice. It doesn't matter. Why do you do that? So that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. He said, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, sometimes I, I'm almost convinced that the Lord puts obnoxious people in my path so that some, I'll pray for them, that the Lord will save them. And I don't like it. But they come to my attention and I, you know, they're driving and I'm saying, oh Lord, you know, I don't want to send somebody to, we, we were online this morning to the UK and in the midst of our Zoom meeting, somebody logged on, I'm guessing from England, I don't know, and started cursing and saying, okay, they had to shut it down and get them off and I, I wasn't me so obviously I just <laughs> sat and, I mean I didn't have the authority or the ability to get anybody off or on and I just so I just sat there man there was a tirade going on and I I thought then as we were listening to that and I thought oh God help whoever it is here's a group of people doing their best to worship, sing, be, talk to the Lord, get somebody to come online, and people are acting this way. Oh, God, help them in this moment. Why? Because that's what Paul, as a father, said. I want everybody to be saved and to come, for there is, and then he said, one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Now, I didn't put the next verse on there, but uh, I read you Timothy 2, 1 through 5. Sister Tracy, add Timothy, the first Timothy, the second chapter, and the eighth verse, and then I'm through, and we'll stand. She's going to put up 1 Timothy 2 and verse 8 because it's important that you at least hear what Paul finished this up. He said, I will therefore, let's stand, that men, and I guess that meant women too. He was just writing to his son. I will that men pray where? Without, oh, I can do this easy. But it's hard sometimes not to get mad. Huh? Pray without anger. Oh, Lord, I'm praying for him. I'm praying for you, buddy. I'm just telling you right now. I saw the way you were driving and I'm, I'm praying for you. He said, you got to get that out of your spirit. And you got to say, oh Lord, without wrath, in faith, I'm going to pray. Ask the Lord to move and touch. Let's just do that right now. 
tonight. Thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, we're praying. We want to be a witness. We want to be a lighthouse in this hour. We want to learn from our Heavenly Father. Take the words of this natural Father that He said to His Son. Apply them to our hearts. In this hour, we realize that we have to pray more than we've ever prayed. Lord, give us a spirit of prayer that we will pray everywhere, in everything, that without wrath or doubting, praying that somebody, somewhere, will be saved. Because if nobody else is going to be saved, take us out of here, Lord. Take the church out of here. If nobody else is going to get the Holy Ghost, remove us, Lord. We're tired of COVID. We're tired of not being able in this hour. Use us in this hour. Send somebody to get the Holy Ghost in this hour. Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. If you need the Holy Ghost, come. You want to pray, come. We're just going to take a moment and worship the Lord.